right, how's it going tonight, everybody? We are Run the Real featuring Mike, Terry, Fox, and Dan, and uh, Ong Bak. Uh, I don't know if that works, but <laughs> we're back <laughs> to talk about Ong Bak, the Thai warrior. I do have many statues sitting by me right now, so. Are any of them missing their head? Nope. They are all head intact. Are we going to have a, a big ceremony with a parade and elephants and monks? and? You know, I would. Uh, they're all Doom Eternal statuettes, so I would <laughs> organize a parade for that, actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that game slaps. Dan won't sell me his secret jewel that I keep trying to get him to sell, so I might have to make yeah. some other plans next time I'm over. He's going to steal my Icon of Sin head. Yes. Uh, head. <laughs> Which used to just be ahead in the original games, if I'm not mistaken. Anyways, this is in our <laughs> martial arts category of movies. Um, I picked this one. I'm just going to read the synopsis for what this is on IMDb. When the head of a statue sacred to a village is stolen, a young martial artist stud of a man god martial artist goes to the big city and <laughs> finds himself taking on the uh -huh. underworld to retrieve it. This is... Straight from IMDb, word for word. Yeah, everything checks out here. <laughs> Good job, IMDb. May have taken some liberties there, but... <laughs> <laughs> this movie was released in 2003, and it's from Thailand, and features, you know, Mai Tai, the Thai warrior, Tony Ja. Yeah, I don't know if I've seen a Thai film outside of this one. Have we, have we seen any others? I don't think I have. Uh, I don't know, actually. Not that I'm aware of, but uh, this movie was released in 2003. It has a couple sequels, which is the only reason I'm aware of this movie, to be honest. And, you know, we're, we're going to spoil it. Be prepared. Don't get knocked out by spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> get a nice elbow to the head there. There's a lot of gratuitous elbow to head shots in this movie but what do you guys think about it ong bak so I, I guess i had a question about this one sort of uh, I've, I've been seeing right that people are kind of hailing it as the greatest in a while or at least back then right so is this like considered like the standard of contemporary martial arts stuff or or is it just a good one i think just a good one i wouldn't Say it's a standard of anything. <laughs> or like, I guess, like, like a standard at the time, right? Like in 01. I'd say it's really pretty good for the time. I mean, if you're just talking like the stunt work and stuff, I would say, yeah. Well, like, like, what was it new, I guess? Was it groundbreaking in that regard? I have no idea. Because, like, there's all this promotion, like, no wires, no CGI. I mean, that's pretty, pretty impressive, honestly. I would say, yeah, the stunts are, like, the impressive part of this i would say i would say that's pretty groundbreaking with some of the stuff they're doing but what else was out in 2003 that was big actiony or martial artsy oh i i don't know but like the matrix was a few years before this and i don't know if you'd call that martial arts movies um exactly but they they do kung fu i'd consider it and they certainly use a lot of CGI and wires. When, wait, when did 
Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon come out? Was that the early 2000s? 2000, exactly. That was 2000, okay. It's got a bunch of wire fighting though, right? Most of the movie is wire fighting and how they do it, yeah. It's very unique in that aspect. There's nothing quite like... Am I the only one who's seen that movie? I think so. Okay. Yeah, they're very, very different. And it's very cool how they do them in that one. Uh, but that's that movie's mainly like weapon-based martial arts as opposed to fist fighting. Gotcha. I guess like I kind of put like some of those big names we talked about in the last episode, like The Raid and The Raid 2, and I guess even The Night Comes for Us, we reviewed, or like Ip Man, and kind of like their own category away from the really heavy wire fighting slow-mo kind of stuff. And I was trying to think of what I'd seen prior to this one that was like that. This one reminds me more of like Jackie Chan style movies, kind of. Like just with the the crazy stunts and the kind of bare bones plot, but just lots of like crazy chases and kind of com com comedy coming through with the martial arts every once in a while, that kind of stuff. Yeah, it reminded me a lot of old school martial arts movies, you know, just with a bigger budget and like through the lens of an early 2000s movie. Yeah, it definitely feels of the time, I would say. It definitely feels very 2000s. Very gritty. I think this isn't that big of a budget, even. I think this is pretty low budget. I think it was 1.1 mil. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, there's tons of really low-budget, older martial arts movies, so this reminded me a lot of those. Well, like I said, I was just having a hard time kind of categorizing it, like where to even put it on my shelf of very limited martial arts movies. It is very unique in its style compared to, well, all the ones we've talked about so far. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I'm just going to get it out here. The story in this movie is terrible. The acting isn't great. But I had a blast watching this from like the half point on. When they actually start fighting, I had so much fun. It, it kicks in hardcore, yeah, when the first but street fighting ring thing happens when he just like kicks that guy and takes him down. Oh yeah. That was so cool. Yeah. I really liked that. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's a bad story. I think it's super simple. It's nothing like to write home about for sure, but it's basically there to, yeah, get the characters to fight or chase sequence. And that's about it. You know, I think on the story, I, I gotta say, if I had maybe the biggest flaw of the whole thing, it might be that story. It it almost deterred me a little bit, you know? <laughs> like, I, I think you could... This movie is probably about 30 minutes too long. I think you could probably cut the first 30 minutes, read off Mike's IMDb description on, like, black, and then fade into some street fights. Man, right there. It goes up a whole star in my book, I think. Like, I was like, man, I'm going to turn this off if I didn't have to watch it for this podcast. <laughs> oh, no. Whew. It's... Definitely a very slow start, and it doesn't help that the acting's not great in it. It's just, yeah, it's very slow to get going, but I'll be honest, too. I mean, I'm always honest on this show, but <laughs> um, it took a while to win me over. I think it was near the end that it finally won me over with the fights and everything, because those continuously get better throughout the movie. 
which is nice. Yes, I feel very much the same, actually, I think. I felt like I was, yeah, waiting to be won over. That That's kind of a good way, yeah. And then the end there, I was feeling better. It wasn't really until the cave that I was like, okay, this is this is getting pretty cool now. <laughs> and then I was bummed because it finally had me and then it ended. <laughs> yep, but that was a great ending. <laughs> it was a good ending. It's kind of almost like Indiana Jones martial arts. Yeah, <laughs> under the head of Ong Bak. I do think they made a couple smart choices with the story, even though I'm not like... I don't like it very much. I do think they made a couple smart choices with it that keep it from being, like, really, really bad. I really like that they put a big focus on Humle, or George, as his adopted name is. Because, you know, they do the, the typical martial arts thing. Ah, somebody's disgraced the temple, or, you know, they've done something, and so the person goes out to restore it or make things right you know don't forget your traditions thing they do that bog standard thing you've seen a million times but they have a nice little side story in there about Humle, who is this other person from their small village who got away from it because he kind of resented that lifestyle and he's trying to do his own thing in the big city I think that really saves this from being, like, the story, I mean, from being, like, really, really bad territory. At least for me, anyways. I think that was a smart decision. I agree, Dan. And, like, the focus on him, that guy is a complete goofball. The humor in this movie was on point in a decent amount of scenes, like... When this movie started winning me over was the chase scene from the, like, army of dudes. Like, you know, Ting's just doing all these awesome acrobatic things, doing flips, and George is just failing at them all right after him. And then that knife scene had me dying. He pulls out the butcher knife, and then the lady walks by. He's like, knives for sale. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was losing it. Yeah, that chase was amazing. Yeah, I, I, it was so funny. And it, it kept going on for so long, and they were doing all, like, the hilariously stereotypical, like, chase scene sequences you see, like, when they spoof them. Like, there's a guy with a pane of glass, like, walking across. There's like, yeah, construction going on, all this stuff. Yeah, people keep just getting in the way, and they could easily go around them. But Tony Jaws, like, I gotta showcase my athleticism and gymnastics abilities, <laughs> which are very impressive, I might add. Very impressive, but that was pretty ridiculous. That does remind me of Jackie Chan stuff. That whole that whole sequence. Yeah, I almost wanted a movie with just George and his friend Moy, I think is her name. Like, those two were really fun characters. I could have just, like, I would have been fine just watching those two have their own, like, uh, scam artist thing going on. I would agree, yeah. I mean, Tony Jaw is, like, clearly an incredible martial artist and athlete, but I think I really like Tomb Lay and his buddy more as characters. Yep. I do. I would agree. Yeah, Tony Jaw. He's there. You know, he's likable. He's just kind of like the innocent villager guy in the big city, fish out of water kind of thing. Which classic. It's kind of fun. I like. I like that little like uh, setup. I guess 
makes for some entertaining stuff. But yeah, I think the the side characters are better. At least Tony Jaws not an idiot. I really liked that aspect. Like as soon as George or Humlez tries to pull one over on him a second time, he's like, "Nope," and just leaves. <laughs> yeah, he about leaves him during that chase scene. He's like, "I don't. Why should I even help you?" Yeah. Yep. So I did appreciate that he was he wasn't like an idiot too at the same time because that happens a lot with these movies. He's not naive. So that was a nice change of pace. Trusts him at first, but yeah, once he gets betrayed, he's not he's not so easy to fall for it again. He's he's got an interesting character arc too, because at the beginning they kind of say hey, don't ever use the martial arts I taught you. But then he does it the whole rest of the movie. Yeah. But <laughs> I like seeing how he was hesitant to do it, and then all of a sudden he's just beating everyone up with it. <sighs> I'm sorry, I chuckle because literally a man walks on screen and goes, hey, that martial arts I taught you, never use it. It walks off screen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they, they don't waste time with that. They're like, all right, we need... To waste time in other ways, I guess, but <laughs> yeah. That one was cracking me up. Yeah, I couldn't tell if it was intentional or just like... <laughs> yeah, that's the classic. I think that's another trope of martial arts movies, you know. You learn the, the art, but you're not supposed to ever use it, that kind of thing. Um, maybe they just brushed it by, because yeah, it might have been a joke. I don't think it was supposed to be a joke. Like, well, the uncle kind of reacts to it kind of in a goofy way, so maybe it was. I don't know, but yeah, it's not like he feels that hesitant to me, honestly. Like, he kind of does at one point in the movie... But yeah, I feel like he kind of always has wanted to <laughs> to test out his moves. Oh yeah, and when he does, it is awesome. Like that dude can fight and jump and move. I was in awe at how, from the first fight, he just like need that guy, and then in the final fight, he's like doing all these crazy moves and stuff, and he was getting brutal with it, and I was there for it. I do really wish they'd started on that stuff, like. Much earlier in the movie, though, to be honest. I, I'm kind of the opposite of you guys. I didn't think that the beginning was all that bad. I kind of liked the setup. It gave me time to kind of figure out the what's going on and all that. And I don't know. I, it wasn't like anything spectacular, but it, it had me interested. The tree race was kind of weird, I thought. But, <laughs> that was funny. Uh, everything else I liked, just like the culture, the village, all that. How they all love this statue, everything like that. I, I liked it. I, I thought it was good. A good contrast when he goes into the city. I guess it's just such a trope that we we know they live out in the backwoods and things are different and more traditional, I guess. I don't know. But it was, you know, it was back then, right? We've had 20 more years of movies doing the same thing since, so. I do think that the translation is not that good as well, and I think that kind of doesn't help the story any oh that could be the subtitles might be a little off yeah they just seem kind of like childlike almost yeah like they're just yeah they're just not they're weird they didn't feel genuine a lot of the time to what was i would assume was being said in the context of the <laughs> what's going on you know that's possible yeah i have no idea some of them subs you never know what you're gonna get with those i did like the the spaces in this movie though I, like I was kind of complaining last week about the night comes for us being kind of just like action, action, action constantly. I think this one, I, this is a little more my speed in terms of just pacing, at least if anything, I, I don't mind these like pauses in there. Cause 
at least the the side characters in seeing Tony Jaw interact with them. I, I was having a good time just hanging out with these people. Even they're not super complicated by any means, or but they won me over. I think. Oh yeah, I agree. I like the spacing out of like the fighting. It gives you time to get to know the characters, care about them, and I. Like you brought up last week. What is that movie? The Night Comes for Us? Was that what yeah. it was? I, just that movie was so brutal on its combat and stuff. Like we talked about that. It like pushes the edge. We were saying a little bit. I like how this one was not like that. I was able to enjoy all the combat and fighting in this one. <laughs> and I mean, they do get brutal towards the end a little bit. But it wasn't so brutal to where I want to puke or shower. It was like, oh, you know, when he'd need that guy through the, like, uh, I guess the landing, the scaffolding. I was like for it. He like exploded the top of a guy's head, too, with his elbow. That was so brutal. Yeah, you can like hear like the... And they're like, oh. (laughs) Yeah, it it like builds up to it and saves it towards the end. I appreciated that. I noticed that a lot. Very stark contrast from the last movie we talked about. If if they're going to go for the more slow style that this movie does, I'd want the story to be better. The acting to be a bit better too, you know? I think that was part of what made... Um, the night comes for us really good for me was it's a really simple story, more complex than this one, but they don't, it's all killer and no filler in that one. You know, I use that a lot for action movies. This one, there's a lot of filler. That's not, not that great, you know, in comparison to, uh, the night comes for, I keep wanting to call it. It comes at night. Unlike that one where it's like, Anytime they're not fighting, we get something that's really well acted and advances the plot in an interesting way. Yeah, I yeah, I guess I, I, they're pretty different movies. I don't want to compare them too much. It's just, I guess for this one, like I at least I connected. I liked all the characters in this one, and then that one I really didn't care about like their plights. And so when it did slow down, I wasn't that invested. And there's so much like action and they almost like started to become filler for me that's just how my brain works i think i start to get overloaded so yeah i don't know it's it's very different though yeah this is i think yeah there's a different mission statement with both movies for sure (laughs) i don't think this one was trying it was i think it did push some boundaries but in terms of some of like the crazy stuff tony shaw does in this movie but it's definitely yeah not trying to like get too intense with it i guess you know Kind of on that, though, I, I've started to realize I think even my own tastes in action as a whole are changing. I I kind of almost feel like I really prefer that action all the time now. really don't even need a lot of story or exposition and hardly any true action, not adventure film anymore. Just my personal taste, I guess. Man. For, for me, it depends. Like, we've had a ton of, like action movies come out in the last 10 years that really like push the envelope you know like the raid um john wick john wick mad max fury road those are probably the three big ones i mean the raid too of course but i'm going with the first one since it came out first all those like like you said fox they're just action all the time the story's there um 
to be serviceable to the action, but it's not bad either. It works, it's well acted, and it gets you invested. And I really like that. I don't get bored with constant action. I like it because to me, like, they're always... I think I touched on it in the Fury Road review. They're always doing something new in there with the action. Um, it's the same for John Wick in the raid as well. They're always doing something new. So I, I appreciate that and it keeps me invested a lot more um, than if they take this route with this movie where it's like the action's really spread out, but the story in between, I could take it or leave it, you know. I'd rather have the alternative. Unless we get like the Raid 2 where just everything in that movie works awesomely, including the very complex story <laughs> in between all the awesome action. But that's like on another level. Yeah, I I agree. Like the story in this isn't anything special, but for me it was a fun B-movie, you know, like storyline the characters you can tell they're having a good time they're goofing around like with the chase scenes every chase scene in this movie george was doing goofy stuff and i was like therefore i just love how the background had this weird like hip-hop disco beat yeah. <laughs> as they're on these like three-wheeler taxi things oh yeah the the street cars what was going on with that taxi scene? That was so, like, bonkers. Are those called Juck Jucks? Is that what they are? Uh, I was just calling them streetcars. I have no idea. Oh, it's Tuck Tuck. That's what it is. They're Tuck Tucks. Those were cool. That chase scene did lose me a bit. Yeah, that one was a bit much. We're just, like, thousands of people chasing each other. It's like, where'd these people come from? It was like <laughs> the Blues Brothers is what it was. <laughs> Dude, I loved it. Like every time it cut to George, his mouth was like as open as that guy could open his mouth and he was going, <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's got the goofy scenes. I don't know. It was ridiculous. It's kind of funny. One of those cars hit like head on into, I want to say it was construction equipment and it like did flips in the air. Like, <laughs> like it shouldn't have happened, but it did. 10 more exploded underneath it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And. I don't know. It was just so cheesy and fun for me. Like that filler stuff was wasn't that big of a deal breaker for me because for every like scene of the filler story stuff, you get a scene of some chase to some goofy hip hop disco music or you get Tony Jaw kicking a man while his legs are on fire. Man, that was so cool. It was totally worth it to watch this movie for all that stuff. Like, looking back on it, I just had a blast watching it. It was so much fun. It was worth it for all that stuff. I I agree. The comedy really helps it out. I do get your points exactly. Like, the story, the more you think about it, the more you can pick it apart. But for me, I was, all that other stuff outweighs it a ton for me. So that's how I view it. Oh, yeah. And that, that's good. Like... I liked a lot of that stuff, too. I was just like, I could take it or leave it. You know, while we're talking about the tuk-tuk chase, I did have another, I guess, complaint, sort of. I mean, this is kind of why I asked about the categorizing, too, earlier, because I wasn't really sure if this counted as a B-movie. So some of these things might be more forgivable in that light, I guess. But it literally is with the light. 
am I crazy? Or were some of these shots not color corrected? Like we'd go like 20 minutes of color correction with that yellow grayish film over everything. And then suddenly it'd be a shot of not. And we'd have like four or five of those in a row and then back to color corrected. Yeah, it definitely had that. I took a note about that. I had a hard time finding a visual moment that I thought stood out in this one. Flaming feet. That's what I was going to say. Flaming legs were pretty epic. (laughs) (laughs) Like the fighting stuff's epic and I like that a lot, but this movie doesn't look super great on a whole. No, it was filmed super cheap, I think. Like it looks like it's filmed on like a video camera or something. Or like, yeah, they only had the big studio camera on certain days to use, like a video camera the other days. Maybe, yeah. I think, yeah, like, I think this is a so, so super low budget. Very, like, it's almost an indie film, really, which is what this is. Although, I will throw out, it has the exact same budget as The Raid. Hmm, that's fair. Technology has changed a lot since then, too, though, I think. That's fair. Well, and I guess, what, six years or something? Eight, six, somewhere in there. Yeah. The cameras look a lot better for a lot cheaper these days. Heck, you can film with your iPhone now and be fine. Amazon said it was HD when I rented it, but I don't believe them. My Blu-ray looked very much, yeah, like it was just some grainy video camera, which I like that vibe. Like, I I think in the J-Horror section I brought this up, I don't mind that. I kind of find something nostalgic about it, as long as it, like, works still. Like, the, the, the movie as a whole, I still enjoy, you know? It definitely feels like the old martial arts movies <laughs> looking like that <laughs> it, it kind of gives me a nostalgia vibe yeah just like some i know i'm in for something a little old school when i watch something like this yeah an old bruce lee flick or something maybe that's what i'm missing is my nostalgia for old martial arts because i love it on j-horror but not so much here hmm yeah i get it yeah it's I mean, it's very gritty. It's a very gritty movie in, in terms of image quality, not like in terms of story. But while we're talking about like the video quality, I think it's important to note like the fighting scenes in this movie are all decently done. I thought like the filming, the cinematography, the choreography, like there's not hardly any shaky cam that I remember. It's all pretty decent shots of tony jaw is doing amazing stunts and like beating people up let's talk about all that yeah it's very different how they filmed this at the start like up until the cave scene it's very like how do i put it they they use a lot of speeding up and slowing down for a lot of scenes um, and then they do like the whenever Tony Jaw does something epic, they do the slow mo from different angles or whatever. <laughs> yeah. and like, show you like three times. <laughs> yeah, like an MMA fight reel or something. Mm-hmm. And it's it's very like it feels very two thousands to me. And if you listen a lot, you'll know that I don't have much good things to say about early 2000s movies <laughs> it's very disjointed feeling for a lot of it and that took that that took a little getting used to for me but i think it works i do it, it's not very kinetic feeling until they get to the cave and then he goes ham with like his fists his feet bow staff and batons then it's like okay this is this is the stuff i really like but 
it is really interesting. Like Mike said, it works. It's filmed very well. There's no shaky cam. I can see everything that's going on. It's just the way they like edited it. It won me over at the end, like like I said before, but I, I thought that was very interesting. I've got a theory about it. So I was doing some reading, and it kind of sounded like Tony Jaw and his mentor, master, the, uh, the, the stunt coordinator for the movie even, wanted this to be like a showcase of Mai Tai to the Western world. So I, I kind of felt like in a lot of those, they really were doing like an MMA reel, like we're going to show them this move, and we're going to show them this move, and we're going to show them that move. And then we get to the cave and they're like, and now we're going to give them what they really want. Dude, I love it. I'm like you, Terry. I love this stuff. Like after the movie was over, I stood up. I was trying to do the kicks that Tony <laughs> Jaw does in this. I was like, dude, I can't even get my leg like a fourth of the way up like he does. But it, it, the editing is weird. It takes a little bit to get used to, but it's kind of unique and different from what a else i've watched in the martial arts category even outside the fighting like there was a scene um where it went from like peasants um giving up all the money they had to tony jaw to dirt bikes and hip-hop like oh yeah <laughs> like, what so like fast and furious is what it felt like i was like whoa it did <laughs> it did there's a few times this movie does that like it makes really weird editing mashup choices that I wouldn't have ever guessed would have been together, but it like worked for me and I was about it. That what you just mentioned there, that works really well, I think, just because it's like the stark transition between the village and the city and that he's getting thrown into it basically and has to make his way on his own. I don't think it's bad. It's just different. And it is interesting to me that they did it that way because I do prefer the more kinetic um, stuff at the end, right? Where they're just going ham all the time. I will say, though, the way they film this makes the impacts very, very effective <laughs> whenever he does whack somebody. And that was pretty cool. <laughs> There's a lot of that classic fully slapstick sound. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've read that a lot of the villains have crazy hairstyles because they have extra padding on their heads for the elbow shots. There's a lot of elbows to the head, a lot of like kicks to the head and the the tagline in this movie is like no wires, no CGI, you know, all that stuff. And I think some guys got beat up and probably injured in this movie, especially at the beginning. Like when they were throwing guys out of the tree and they were hitting the dirt. <laughs> yeah, that looked brutal. I was like, oh, geez, Louise. So, yeah, it was the combat in this movie was filmed super well, I thought, for like as low of a budget as this probably was, at least as low as a budget it looked. It was filmed amazing, I thought. They did do a good job filming the action. They had a little too many, like, close-ups throughout the rest of the movie for me, but it felt very similar in that aspect. But when it got to the action scenes, I mean, they they took care of it. It was fine. <laughs> There's something recurring that Tony Jaw does in this and they film it super up close is after he like knocks somebody out, he like 
gets right up in the camera and he sticks his fist right up in there. Oh, yeah. I love that kind of stuff. That's probably my visual moment. I was trying to find one that wasn't fighting, but it's it's got to be fighting for Ong Bak. <laughs> yeah. I was doing that after the movie was over. I was just doing that pose. I was like, that's so cool. I love that they do that shot recurring throughout the movie, but it's like different in every way. Kind of like it's the same pose, but a little different each time. It's just super fun. And there's a bunch of stuff like that in this movie they do. There is one fight in here, though, that I think was freaking stupider than anything I've seen. Can you guys guess? Is it Mad Dog? The Mad Dog. The guy who throws the stuff? The guy who is everyone scared of, yet all he does (laughs) is throw things at people. He doesn't know he doesn't know martial arts. He just throws things at you. (laughs) He cheats. He just throws things. What a dumb fight. I hated that. And he looks so weird, too. I was like, why are you scared of this punk? He's just a punk. He doesn't know martial arts. Maybe the actor does, but not in the movie. He didn't. <laughs> I did not like his gimmick. Yeah, I was like, okay. I thought he'd do it a couple times, but this whole gimmick is just like using tables and throwing them. I was like, come on. That's kind of lame. Like, okay, I guess the one where he had him pressed behind the table and he does that massive drop kick with both feet and breaks the table over Tony Jaw. I was like, ooh, okay, that's gotta hurt. He's got some good moments, but yeah. But then, I mean, after that, it was, we're out of chairs. I guess I gotta get out of here. <laughs> Let me grab this fridge that I can barely move. <laughs> that has nothing in it, by the way. It's just sitting here, empty. <laughs> I'll, I'll counter that. I thought that was insane. Like, it's not as good as the other fights, I definitely admit. But it was like the raid version of this, you know, like they're throwing everything around at each other, except Tony Jaw is not throwing anything. He's like taking chairs to the arms. He's taking plates to the face. And I guess he he was like legit doing that. I was like in awe watching that fight. It It is impressive. I I will give him that, that. He can take, I mean, they're not actual, like, chairs or anything, you know, but it still hurts, I'm sure. And that guy's wearing, like, nothing, so he doesn't have any padding. It's all breakaway stuff, but I mean, yeah, some of the stuff he takes, like that drop kick, um, yeah, that had to hurt. (laughs) It is impressive, but I think if they wanted to do that, they should have had Mad Dog be, like, one of the first people he fights and they shouldn't have built up to him like oh it's mad dog oh no <laughs> and then he just chucks things yeah i, I, I wish he would have mixed it up with like his hand-to-hand stuff and the like throwing like maybe that's why everybody's so scared it's like he doesn't follow the rules he'll go out of the ring and use all this other stuff every once in a while it did have my favorite quote after that fight like the mad dog fight happened and the police started coming in and that guy who's running the, like, announcing for the fights was like, The pigs! Music! <laughs> just cuts <laughs> to the music. They're like, no fighting here. He's just jamming out to the tunes. That was really funny. That was good. That was great. Was cracking up. Like, it just kind of fit with the B-movie vibe for me, so I was all right with it. And the dude looks ridiculous. He's like... The typical American-looking bro in 2000s. Like, he's got the do-rag on and the (laughs) the tattoos. Like the poster boy for Monster in the 2000s. Yeah. 
Exactly. Yeah, he, he looked ridiculous. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was pretty. It was kind of funny. I was kind of like, really? We're just going to commit to this this the whole time? I was like, all right, let's. Okay, sure. You know, it was kind of funny in that sense. I didn't hate it, but I just thought it was like so weird. They they Besides Mad Dog, they do a good job with all the villainous people and fighters in this, I think. They all stand out pretty well. Like that dude with the hole in his throat has to use the little talk thing. He was cool. And then like the other guy who was always betting on Ting and winning all that money. Man, I love that that the main villain with the, yeah, the cigarette hole in his throat. Like he just would never, he just kept losing. He was horrible at betting. <laughs> what are you talking about, TV? He's God. <laughs> Yeah, I like that angle. All the yeah, the underground gambling like rings are going on here in Thailand. I liked it. I like too how the the cigarette man, I'll call him, is uh <laughs> is like bodyguard always is juicing up or whatever. <laughs> like he juices up before the fight the first time, even though he knows that <laughs> Ting is gonna throw it. I don't think he knew that. Oh, you don't think he knew? Because at the end, the cigarette guy tells him, he's like, he threw the fight, the first fight. And I think he gets a little nervous when he hears that. Oh, okay. I think that boss villain was like, either way, he throws it, get money, he dies. I'm good. Yeah, I think that was a surprise when he learns that at the end. I did like how he got his butt beat at the end. And then it has the like shot of him taking like five yeah. needles of steroids <laughs> and just jamming him. I thought he was gonna have a heart attack. That was so funny. And he who who has five syringes of roids <laughs> just lying around. And he man, syringes are big too. Like he he had to hold all those in one hand and jab them in. That was so funny. I loved it. Maybe he's got like a little case that he always carries around with him, you know. <laughs> just in case I gotta fight for Ong Bong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you gotta be prepared. If you steal a, a statue's head, you gotta be ready for anything. Well, whether it be like ancient curses, uh, martial artists looking for vengeance, you know, you never know. <laughs> well, hey, before I forget, I was gonna circle back to something we said a while ago. I, I hate to continue to nitpick, but I took notes for once. It was a big deal for me. So I'm going through them. Well, so we were talking about how like the the scene right with a uh, mad dog throwing the chairs at Tony Jaw and Tony Jaw's taken a ton of hits right. I think if I had any criticisms with the fight scenes, it, it kind of is that it appears that Tony Jaw legitimately can take like in real life a fair amount of punishment, and I just do feel like he does not really react for the most part when he gets hit. Besides the rope fight where he throws the fight, like it just seems like he stands there and looks deadpan every time he gets hit. And then slaps back, as as opposed to like you know other movies like John Wick and heck even Donnie Yen looks pretty wiped out by the end of it, man. I mean, I, I really I just felt like he seemed almost a little too like powerful in all the fights. There was never any concern besides the one fight he was supposed to lose for me that he might be in mortal peril. I'd agree with that actually. I thought about that too when watching it. I was like, you know, I never feel like he's gonna lose um, at all, uh, except for yeah, the fight we talked about with the guy who boosts up with steroids, and I thought that was the reason. But um, yeah, I, I kind of wish he would have like struggled a bit more with some of the earlier fights. Um, but 
yeah, I don't know. It it did feel a little weird to me in that regard. It's it's a hard thing to balance, right? Um, because it's it's cool seeing somebody who's like you can't stop them like that, you know. It's neat. It it reminds me of something like watching JoJo's Bizarre Adventure with the Pillar Men. It just makes them seem like that much cooler because it's like, oh, yeah, no problem. I can take a chair. I can take a table. I can take a fridge even. That's no problem. It's cool. But, yeah, you do lose a little bit of that tension on are they ever going to lose, you know, or how much how much can they take before they um it's too much so it, it's a very hard thing to balance i i agree it's like he just kind of takes whatever in this movie but for me after what we watched last week i'm i'm perfectly fine with it you know, like <laughs> that's true i'm like I, yeah that that's fine with me he didn't get gutted his he didn't swallow a razor. <laughs> the only time he really reacts is when he gets shot. Oh and, yeah, like that's at the end. I forgot he even got shot. Yeah, like it's it's not very memorable because he does get up and he just like keeps going. Um, but he does noticeably take that shot in the shoulder. That was a pretty cool moment too. I I liked that. It was a very big like contrast to like yeah, well he's used to dealing with i guess in the rest of the movie when when he does just finally get shot you're like, and you're like i did i remember gasping and i was like oh, guns oh yes let's be careful <laughs> i took a note this is kind of like a, a side thing but when he like wraps up his hand from the images i thought it was just gonna be like tape or like gauze or something but he actually puts rope on his hands and that is cool i thought that was nuts like to get punched by somebody who's got rope on their hands that would hurt and i think isn't that like a typical mai tai thing i was reading in the trivia it's one of their styles or like disciplines i don't know what they call it i don't know i just thought that was interesting that it was like actual rope and stuff it's kind of cool yeah i like that a lot about this movie it was just like seeing yeah, the Mai Tai like style, because that's not one that I feel like you see a whole lot, or at least not one that gets focused on a lot. And then like the even just like getting a vibe for like, yeah, the city and all this stuff. It's just kind of cool. It's kind of engrossed me a bit just in the aspect of just like the Thai culture, I guess. I do think there's something maybe endearing, I guess, like about like how much of Mai Tai it like seems obvious that Tony Jaw wants to showcase and loves showcasing like it feels very sincere in that regard combining you know like how much of this real traditional mai tai stuff is thrown in with the uh kind of fight real style editing of a lot of those early fights it does kind of it it, it helps in my book i agree like i mean it got me to do like a kick I don't remember the last time i've done a kick or like posed with my fist down while the other one's back like it it got me interested in it, so I think they did the job they wanted to set out um, to do, which was to introduce the Western world to Mai Tai. He does use a lot of elbows and knees and stuff in, when he's fighting, so it's cool seeing something different that this guy's really good at doing. <laughs> yeah, I read that Tony Jaw um, like trained for four years in preparation for this movie, and it like really shows. This guy, he, like, carries the movie. 
just in his fights and the way he moves and, you know, just showcasing Mai Tai, he carries this movie. It was awesome. I loved it. So much fun. I've got a question. How did you guys feel about the music in this movie? Like, it's a little, it feels 90s. For most of it, it's like got hip hop and disco, funky stuff. I don't know. What did you guys think? I I liked it. Uh, going back to that early 2000s stuff, not a big fan. <laughs> I thought it was awesome that they stuck to it the whole time. Like if they had changed to some like lame 2000s pop song, I'd be like, hmm. Yeah, it, it felt to me like they like purchased a bunch of like loops that they could just like <laughs> play for like five minutes over and over again which is i mean they were all kind of like they definitely like i felt like they energized the scene for me but it, it was also some of the tracks i thought were kind of better than others um i like the song at the end credits like the hip-hop song i wish they would have had like more of that like actual like hip-hop like rapping over it like we have words and stuff that would have been nice i i don't like it that much but it does fit with how they filmed the movie especially the the mma real style we've been calling it uh for most of this it does fit very well with that i mean just think any mma like commercial you see and that's pretty much what it's like it was very nostalgic, though. I did kind of... It was kind of funny to me, yeah, how they just go for it with these, like, techno-y, like, yeah, hip-hop stuff. Well, we ready for some overall presentation on this one. Ong Bak. Yeah, I'm ready. So, we got a scale we use to rate these movies that goes from burn it, pass, watch it, or buy it, in that order. We're all gonna give a little spiel, and then we're gonna throw out our ratings. See where this uh, contender... In round three ranks. But in the meantime, you know, usually uh, we like to pick randomly, but, you know, I've been doing a lot of like introspection lately. You know, I've found the statue outside that I've just really taken a liking to. Um, and, you know, I've been kind of just sitting out there, you know, like kind of meditating over it, you know, trying to get inspiration, guidance from this thing. And one day I had a dream. Um, uh, <laughs> And I, and, uh, and <laughs> really, and the, yeah, <laughs> yep. <laughs> and the, in the statue, uh, its head was gone, and in its place was a note saying, If you want the head back, Mike will go first. Ooh. And then I woke up in a sweat, and I started doing my, uh, you know, my martial arts poses and stretches. But then I was like, you know what? Let's just have Mike go first, just in case. Let's just, there's no need to get up in arms about this. <laughs> Best to play it safe here. So I can go first. You know, like I said at the beginning of this review, I had a blast watching this movie. I had so much fun. Um, I was in the first like 30 minutes a little questionable about how this movie was going to turn out. But then it totally won me over and I was like doing karate kicks after the movie ended and I'm planning to watch the next two soon. Um, the fights in this movie are so cool, so amazing. Tony Jaw is a complete stud and he carries this movie with his fights. But you also get like a couple of fun side characters. This is like a fun B-movie 
to watch with some popcorn and some brews. And I appreciate that the fights weren't overly bloody in this one, but they were still fun to watch. This is definitely a buy it from Mike. Ong Bak, a buy it. Oof. Well, on that note, <clears throat> I feel kind of weird about this one. You know, I leading up to it, I, I you know, I didn't really read a whole lot about it, but I, I felt like it kind of had cult status, if not even, you know, pop icon status just because of some things I had seen about it. So maybe maybe knowing it was like almost, if not, a, a full-on B-film might have helped how I feel overall, you know? Talking about it here on the show has made me like a lot of aspects about it more. But I think at the end of the day, my tastes in, in action and especially martial arts movie are really just shifting towards something a lot more visceral, a lot more intense... You know, I, I hate to say almost like a hedonistic uh, want for just give me the action scenes. All action scenes. Come on, shovel them in. I think this movie here is, is probably especially going to be attractive to people who are really into martial arts or people who are into human athleticism. Tony Jaw is amazing. I, I do want to preface that. The man is clearly like up there, you know, top 0.01% of human beings in what he's capable of. And that said, I, I think I might go invest some more of his uh, future movies and report back, because I, I think he's got something worth seeing. But unfortunately, I just feel like I gotta give this one a pass. I, I just did not have a great time watching it on my own. I, maybe with some brews and some friends, it would have been better. I don't, I don't know, you know, it, it's almost like a Chuck Norris movie. Like, am I gonna tell you not to watch a Chuck Norris movie at 11 at night? You're a little drunk, nothing else going on. Like, Probably sure, should. watch the Chuck Norris movie. <laughs> 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 you know, you're going to sit down, prime time, 7 p.m., you know, and <laughs> dedicate your life to this. I, 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 It's a pass from Fox, um, although I'm sad to say it. Yeah, um, yeah. speaking from experience, Chuck Norris movies, I, I wouldn't be able to stop myself either, Fox. I, I do that on occasion. Um, but I actually really enjoyed this Uh I didn't have as big of issues with the story. You know, it's simple, but it gets the job done. I think the characters really hold this up for me. I really like the side characters a lot in this. Um, and I mean, Tony Jaw, of course, is amazing with all the stunts and the fights. Um, and I, I just kind of like this gritty 2000s vibe, almost like, yeah, really indie B-movie style. It's pretty funny at times, which I wasn't expecting. There are some, like, little issues here and there. I do get kind of like bored of like the, you know, car chasing and stuff like that. But for the most part, I was really entertained by this. Um, I think I'm going to give it, I'll give it a buy. I already own it. So I might as well. Um, <laughs> I, I like this quite a bit. I, I've got the trilogy I bought like five years ago. I finally got to unwrap it. It wasn't even unwrapped <laughs> until <laughs> yesterday, but um, yeah, I'm glad I busted it open finally. Cause this was entertaining and it's cool just to see. Yeah. The style of fighting, because I don't think I've really seen, like, at least not seen it showcased, like, specifically, like this movie has done. Like we've all said, Tony Jaw is a stud in this movie. He's so cool. Like, he's so good at this Mai Tai martial art. It's really cool watching him do all this, especially since I haven't seen Mai Tai that much. It's neat getting to watch that. Um, see a martial art that isn't just like flying hands all over the place, you know, is <laughs> cool. 
the yeah the action was pretty neat in this one they filmed it a lot differently than how i would expect it to be at the start of this um up until the end really but it's really impactful whenever he does land a hit or something the way they film it you can really feel it which is cool um that doesn't have to rely on brutalism and blood and gore to get that across which is pretty cool um even though i do prefer the kineticism at the end and that that style of filming it more the story isn't that great i don't think like i said it didn't really win me over until near the end of the movie um but they do make smart decisions with um the focus of it being on the side characters and adding in all that comedy in there that really um helps elevate the story up from what it is and helps it out quite a bit i'm gonna give this a watch it uh myself is is pretty cool i'm very glad that i saw it um and i do want to see the other two just to see um, what happens in those because those look completely different from this movie <laughs> um but yeah give it a watch it's you probably haven't seen something like this before. There you have it. Ong Bak. I I think we've had a very different like martial arts movie each time as well, so that's cool. This was a good pick. I, I do want to, yeah, really drive home that I, I think it's a good pick, you know? And <laughs> good to get some variation in there. And this is a very unique movie, I think. I want to watch more of tony jaws films i hear the protector's got some pretty cool stuff in it too oh that's where i was gonna head next the the sequels slash prequels question mark for <laughs> ong box seem pretty insane too so <laughs> i want to watch those yeah i'm curious so what, what's next who's got our next pick i think it's me i'm the last one right the last man standing in this four movie bout. You know, I've 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 had a hard time trying to pick what I want to watch uh, or talk about for the show. But um, how how can we not talk about a Bruce Lee movie uh. if we're doing a martial arts category? So I'm going to pick Enter the Dragon. Ah, nice. It's been a while since I've seen this. I'm excited. Yeah, the martial arts classic. Yep, yep. The man himself, Bruce Lee. I've seen this one in forever, but it does hold a special place in my heart. But in the meantime, if any of your listeners out there want to hit us up with your martial arts movies, uh, suggestions, opinions, whether you like Ong Bak or not, how it holds up today, all that kind of stuff, uh, you can find us on Facebook or Twitter at Run the Real, or email us at runtherealpodcast at gmail dot com. Hit us up; we want to hear from you. What you think? How you feel? Do it. Do you like my tie? Yeah, and yeah. If if you feel so inclined, also you know, feel free to leave us like a, a rating and review on iTunes or any other um, listening platform of your choice. Just yeah, if if you feel like it, do it because. We'll, maybe we'll read it on the show. Who knows? Ooh. Ooh, yeah. 
be sure to get in contact with us. We'd really appreciate to hear from you. And be sure to tune in next week for Enter the Dragon, the uh, final round of our martial arts movies. Uh, we, we're we're going to talk about it. Anyways, thanks for listening to us tonight. Really appreciate it. This is Run the Real, signing off. So this was much better, even though I didn't care for it too Man, much. I should have thrown some <laughs> Disturbed in here. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, oh, no. That's what they should have done. I think I would have liked that. Yeah, then it really would have been an MMA reel. Yeah. I think it would have fit. Yeah, I agree, Terry. I have to hear Indestructible one more time. I might <laughs> throw Another myself out of my basement apartment window. Indestructible. Indestructible. Incorruptible. Well, here yeah. I go, off to find a window in the basement. <laughs> <laughs>